The Old Man of Visions by Algernon Blackwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Old Man of Visions by Algernon Blackwood. The image of Habakkuk sitting in his watchtower alone with the stars leaped into my mind the moment i saw him and the curious expression of his eyes proclaimed at once that here was a being who allowed the world of small effects to pass him by while he himself dwelt among the eternal verities it was only necessary to catch a glimpse of the bent gray figure so slight yet so tremendous to realize that he carried staff and wallet and was travelling alone in a spiritual region uncharted and full of wonder difficulty and fearful joy the inner eye perceived this quite as clearly as the outer was aware of his hebraic ancestry but along what winding rivers through what haunted woods by the shores of what singing seas he pressed forwards towards the mountains of his goal no one could guess from a mere inspection of that wonderful old face to have stumbled upon such a figure in the casual way i did seemed incredible to me even at that time and yet i at once caught something of the uplifting airs that followed this inhabitant of a finer world and i spent days and considered them well spent trying to get into conversation with him so that i might know something more than the thin disguise of his holding a reader's ticket for the museum library to reach the stage of intimacy where actual speech is a hindrance to close understanding one need not in some cases have spoken at all and thus by merely setting my mind and above all my imagination into tune with his and by steeping myself so much in his atmosphere that i absorbed and then gave back to him with my own stamp the forces he exhaled it was at length possible to persuade those vast seeing eyes to turn in my direction and our glances having once met i simply rose when he rose and followed him out of the little smoky restaurant so closely up the street that our clothes brushed and i thought i could even catch the sound of his breathing whether having already weighed me he accepted the office or whether he was grateful for the arm to lean upon with his many years burden i did not know but the sympathy between us was such that without a single word we walked up that foggy london street to the door of his lodging in bloomsbury while i noticed that at the touch of his arm the noise of the town seemed to turn into deep singing and even the hurrying passers-by seemed bent upon noble purposes and though he barely reached to my shoulder and his grey beard almost touched my glove as i bent my arm to hold his own there was something immense about his figure that sent him with towering stature above me and filled my thoughts with enchanting dreams of grandeur and high beauty but it was only when the door had closed on him with a little rush of wind and i was walking home alone that i fully realized the shock of my return to earth 
and on reaching my own rooms i shook with laughter to think i had walked a mile and a half with a complete stranger without uttering a single syllable and then the laughter suddenly hushed as i caught my face in the glass with the expression of the soul still lingering about the eyes and forehead and for a brief moment my heart leaped to a sort of noble fever in the blood leaving me with the smart of the soul's wings stirring beneath the body's crushing weight and when it passed i found myself dwelling upon the only words he had spoken when i left him at the door i am the old man of visions and i am at your service i think he never had a name at least it never passed his lips and perhaps lay buried with so much else of the past that he clearly deemed unimportant to me at any rate he became simply the old man of visions and to the little waiting maid and the old landlady he was known simply as mr mr neither more nor less the impenetrable veil that hung over his past never lifted for any vital revelations of his personal history though he evidently knew all countries of the world and had absorbed into his heart and brain the experience of all possible types of human nature and there was an air about him not so much of ask me no questions as do not ask me for i cannot answer you in words he could satisfy but not in mere language he would reveal but by the wonderful words of silence only for he was the old man of visions and visions needed no words being swift and of the spirit moreover the landlady poor dusty faded woman the landlady stood in awe and disliked being probed for information in a passageway down which he might at any moment tread for she could only tell me he just came in one night years ago and he's been here ever since and more than that i never knew just came in one night years ago this adequately explained him for where he came from or was journeying to was something quite beyond the scope of ordinary limited language i pictured him suddenly turning aside from the stream of unimportant events quietly stepping out of the world of straining fighting and shouting and moving to take his rightful place among the horses of the still spiritual region where he belonged by virtue of long pain and difficult attainment for he was unconnected with any conceivable network of relations friends or family and his terrible aloofness could not be disturbed by any one unless with his permission and by his express wish nor could he be imagined as belonging to any definite set of souls he was apart from the world and above it but it was only when i began to creep a little nearer to him and our strange silent intimacy passed from mental to spiritual that i began really to understand more of this wonderful old man of visions steeped in the tragedy and convulsed with laughter at the comedy of life he yet lived there in his high attic wrapped in silence as in a golden cloud and so seldom did he actually speak to me 
that each time the sound of his voice that had something elemental in it something of winds and waters thrilled me with the power of the first time he lived like habakkuk alone with the stars and it seemed impossible more and more to link him on anywhere into practical dealings with ordinary men and women life somehow seemed to pass below him and yet the small selfish spirit of the recluse was far from him and he was tenderly and deeply responsive to pain and suffering and more particularly to genuine yearning for the far things of beauty the unsatisfied longings of others could move him at once to tears my relations with men are perfect he said one night as we neared his dwelling i give them all sympathy out of my stores of knowledge and experience and they give to me what kindness i need my outer shell lies within impenetrable solitude for only so can my inner life move freely along the paths and terraces that are thronged with the beings to whom i belong and when i asked him how he maintained such deep sympathy with humanity and yet absolved himself apparently from action as from speech he stopped against an area railing and turned his great eyes on to my face as though their fires could communicate his thought without the husk of words i have peered too profoundly into life and beyond it he murmured to wish to express in language what i know action is not for all always and i am in touch with the cisterns of thought that lie behind action i ponder the mysteries what i may solve is not lost for lack either of speech or action for the true mystic is ever the true man of action and my thought will reach others as soon as they are ready for it in the same way that it reached you all who strongly yearn must sooner or later find me and be comforted his eyes shifted from my face towards the stars softly shining above the dark museum roof and a moment later he had disappeared into the hallway of his house an old poet who has strayed afield and lost his way i mused but through the door where he had just vanished the words came back to me as from a great distance a priest rather who has begun to find his way for a space i stood pondering on his face and words that mercilessly intelligent look of the hebrew woven in with the expression of the sadness of a whole race and yet touched with the glory of the spirit and his utterance that he had passed through all the traditions and no longer needed a formal limited creed to hold to i forget how i reached my own door several miles away but it seemed to me that i flew in this way and by unregistered degrees we came to know each other better and he accepted me and took me into his life always wrapped in the great calm of his delightful silence he taught me more and told me more than could ever lie within the confines of mere words and in moments of need no matter where or when i always knew exactly how to find him reaching him in a few seconds by some swift way that disdained the means of ordinary locomotion then at last one day he gave me the key of his house 
and the first time i found my way into his eyrie and realized that it was a haven i could always fly to when the yearnings of the heart and soul struggled vainly for recompense the full meaning and importance of the old man of vision became finally clear to me the room high up creaky darkened stairs in the ancient house was bare and fireless looking through a single patched window across a tumbled sea of roofs and chimneys and yet there was that in it which instantly proclaimed it a little holy place out of this world a temple in which someone with spiritual vitality had worshipped prayed wept and sung it was dusty and unswept and yet it was utterly unsoiled and the old man of visions who lived there for all his shabby and stained garments his uncombed beard and broken shoes stood within its door revealed in his real self moving in a sort of divine whiteness iridescent shining and here in this attic lampless and unswept high up under the old roofs of bloomsbury the windows scarred with rain and the corners dropping cobwebs i heard his silver whisper issue from the shadows here you may satisfy your soul's desire and may commune with the invisibles only to find the invisibles you must first be able to lose yourself as i through that stained window-pane the sight leaping at a single bound from black roofs up to the stars what pictures dreams and visions the old man had summoned to my eyes distances measureless and impossible hitherto became easy and from the oppression of dead bricks and the market-place he transported me in a moment to the slopes of the mountains of dreams leading me to little places near the summits where the pines grew thinly and the stars were visible through their branches fading into the rose of dawn where the winds tasted of the desert and the voices of the wilderness fled upward with the sound of wings and falling streams at his word houses melted away and the green waves of all the seas flowed into their places forests waved themselves into the coastline of dull streets and the power of the old earth with all her smells and flowers and wild life thrilled down among the dead roofs and caught me away into freedom among the sunshine of meadows and the music of sweet pipings and with the divine deliverance came the crying of seagulls the glimmer of reedy tarns the whispering of wind among grasses and the healing scorch of a real sun upon the skin and poetry such as was never known or heard before clothed all he uttered yet even then took no form in actual words for it was of the substance of aspiration and yearning voicing adequately all the busy high-born dreams that haunt the soul and yet never live in the uttered line he breathed it about him in the air so that it filled my being it was part of him beyond words and it sang my own longings and sang them perfectly so that i was satisfied for my own mood never failed to touch him instantly and to waken the right response in its essence it was spiritual 
the mystic poetry of heaven still the love of humanity informed it for starfire and heart's blood were about equally mingled there while the mystery of the unattainable beauty moved through it like a white flame with other dreams and longings too it was the same and all the most beautiful ideas that ever haunted a soul undowered with expression here floated with satisfied eyes and smiling lips before one floated in silence unencumbered unlimited unrestrained by words in this dim room never made ugly by artificial light but always shadowy in a kind of gentle dusk the old man of visions had only to lead me to the window to bring peace music that rendered the soul fluid as it poured across the old roofs into the room was summoned by him at need and when one's wings beat sometimes against the prison walls and the yearning for escape oppressed the heart i have heard the little room rush and fill with the sound of trees wind among grasses whispering branches and lapping waters the very odors of space and mountainside came too and the looming of noble hills seemed visible overhead against the stars as though the ceiling had suddenly become transparent for the old man of visions had the power of instantly satisfying an ideal when once that ideal created a yearning that could tear and burn its way out with sufficient force to set the will a-moving but as the time passed and i came to depend more and more upon the intimacy with my strange old friend new light fell upon the nature and possibilities of our connection i discovered for instance that though i held the key to his dwelling and was familiar with the way he was nevertheless not always available two things in different fashion rendered him inaccessible or mute and for the first i gradually learned that when life was prosperous and the body singing loud i could not find my way to his house no amount of wandering calculation or persevering effort enabled me even to find the street again with any burst of worldly success however fleeting the old man of visions somehow slipped away into remote shadows and became unreal and misty a merely passing desire to be with him to seek his inspiration by a glimpse through that magic window-pane resulted only in vain and tiresome pacing to and fro along ugly streets that produced weariness and depression and after these periods it became i noticed less and less easy to discover the house to fit the key in the door or having gained access to the temple to the visions i thought i craved for often in this way have i searched in vain for days but only succeeded in losing myself in the murky purlieus of a quite strange bloomsbury stopping outside numberless counterfeit doors and struggling vainly with locks that knew nothing of my little shining key but on the other hand pain loneliness sorrow the merest whisper of spiritual affliction and lo the difficult geography became plain and without hesitation when i was unhappy or distressed i found the way to his house as by a bird's instinctive flight and the key slipped into the lock 
as though it loved it and was returning home the other cause to render him inaccessible though not so determined since it never concealed the way to the house was even more distressing for it depended wholly on myself and i came to know how the least ugly action involving a deprecation of ideals so confused the mind that when i got into the house with difficulty and found him in the little room after much searching he was able to do or say scarcely anything at all for me the mirror facing the door then gave back i saw no proper reflection of his person but only a faded and wavering shadow with dim eyes and stooping indistinct outline and i even fancied i could see the pattern of the wall and shape of the furniture through his body as though he had grown semi-transparent you must not expect yearnings to weigh came his whisper like wind far overhead unless you lend to them your own substance and your own substance you cannot both keep and lend if you would know the invisibles forget yourself and later as the years slipped away one after another into the mists and the frontier between the real and the unreal began to shift amazingly with his teachings it became more and more clear to me that he belonged to a permanent region that with all the changes in the world's history has itself never altered in any essential particular this immemorial old man of visions as i grew to think of him had existed always he was old as the sea coeval with the stars and he dwelt beyond time and space reaching out a hand to all those who weary of the shadows and illusions of practical life really call to him with their heart of hearts to me indeed the touch of sorrow was always near enough to prevent his becoming often inaccessible and after a while even his voice became so living that i sometimes heard it calling to me in the street and in the fields oh wonderful old man of visions i happy the days of disaster since they taught me how to know you the unraveller of problems the destroyer of doubts who bore me ever away with soft flight down the long long vistas of the heart and soul and his loneliness in that temple attic under the stars his loneliness too had a meaning i did not fail to understand later and why he was always available for me and seemed to belong to no other to every one who finds me he said with a strange smile that wrapped his whole being and not his face alone to every one i am the same and yet different i am not really ever alone the whole world nay his voice rose to a singing cry the whole universe lies in this room or just beyond that window-pane for here past and future meet and all real dreams find completeness but remember he added and there was a sound as of soft wind and rain in the room with his voice no true dream can ever be shared and should you seek to explain me to another you must lose me beyond recall you have never asked my name nor must you ever tell it each must find me in his own way 
Yet one day, for all my knowledge and his warnings, I felt so sure of my intimacy with this immemorial being that I spoke of him to a friend who was, I had thought, so much a part of myself that it seemed no betrayal. And my friend, who went to search and found nothing, returned with the fool's laughter on his face and swore that no street or number existed, for he had looked in vain and had repeatedly asked the way. And from that day to this the old man of visions has neither called to me nor let his place be found the streets are strange and empty and i have even lost the little shining key end of the old man of visions by algernon blackwood